Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. get into some other political political talks surrounding um, the gun violence that we see in this country. But first, before I get started, let me explain to you how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored, because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. 
If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 607 starts right after these words from The Crystal Show and RealWaitOff.com. This wild thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about The Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. Visit realweightoff.com. We offer our customers HCG and vitamin injections, B12 shots, lipo, and oral drops to help you lose weight and feel wonderful. Our products will help you achieve your weight loss goals and prevent many medical conditions. All of our products are made in the USA by a licensed pharmacist using the highest quality materials and all are carefully formulated and tested for safety and efficacy. So visit realweightoff.com and order HCG injections, B12, lipo, and HCG drops. We offer a 10% discount to first-time buyers. Visit realweightoff.com. Feel free to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash HCG injections for weight loss. Or visit us on Twitter at HCG weight underscore loss. All right. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com and realweightoff.com for being supporters of the Talk to Q Radio Show. And let me go to the phone lines, to the Motor City of Detroit. I'd like to welcome on the author, the show host, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's happening? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. And speaking of the Crystal Show... Give us the details on what's going on. <laughs> well, the Christmas show is back. Um, but we are, of course, we have our wonderful segment with uh, from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. And we also have myself who are doing uh, commentary. And I did uh, the last commentary, kind of a spinoff from your show when I kind of went spastic. And I took my Xanax, and then I um, decided to do a much calmer show to explain what the hell I was passing out about regarding uh, rape and that whole um, situation with the Stanford swimmer. So, so we're back. We're doing commentary. We're doing podcast, and and all of that. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad for it. So, Thank you. 
All right, let me go to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to welcome on the man in black, making his way to the ring. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. (laughs) All right, doing well, man, doing well. We'll go ahead and get into it. 347-202-0215 is the number. I don't talk to you radio show. No experts, just opinions. Um, a lot of craziness went on over the last week, during the last week with uh, the city of Orlando. And the first unfortunate incident was a singer from NBC's The Voice by the name of Christina Grimmy. It could be Grimy. I apologize. I don't know her name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, but she's Grimmy. a 22 22- it's what? Grimmy. Grimmy, okay. It's a 22-year-old singer who I think finished, like, in third place or something on The Voice, who was shot by a man that I will refer to as Idiot because I refuse to give his name any airtime. He was a 27-year-old loser who couldn't get any, so his life was very miserable. I wouldn't be surprised if he peed the bed as an adult. But Grimmy was signing autographs late Friday Um, after a show at the Plaza Live Theater, and this dude approached her and just started shooting. She was rushed to a hospital where she later died. Now, the idiot fatally shot himself after the singer's brother, Marcus, um, subdued him. And, I mean, there were about 100 100 people at this meeting greet, and the brother, you know, tackling the guy actually may have saved other people's lives because this idiot had two handguns, two additional loaded magazines, and a large hunting knife. Uh, This is according to the police chief. All right, so that's one incident. Then, of course, we have the incident that everyone's talking about right now with another person that I refer to as Idiot Jr. And this dude was part part of security at a gay nightclub in Orlando called The Pulse. And he basically just started shooting at people about two in the morning and ended up killing 49 people, I believe was the total, injuring about 50-plus others. And this is not new, okay? President Obama, from what I understand, has given 16 speeches um, on, you know, after mass shootings, giving these little speeches where he talks about, well, you know, we have to do this and we have to do that. And nothing ever happens. And I'm pretty sure it may be 17 before he gets out of office. Um, But first place I want to start, and I'll start with you, Crystal. Let me go to the media. And because I want to kind of hit on a lot of people who may or may not have some responsibility in some of this. Does the media, first of all, make mass shootings more about the victims, the shooter, or about the gun control politics, in your opinion? Well, okay. Um, you know, when people talk about, first of all, I'll answer your question. It says, uh, I think they make more um, about the shooters um, as opposed to the victims, although I think in this case they have made quite a bit about the victims, um, mainly because they're so young and um, it is part of the LGBT community, um, and it was a hate crime. So I've, heard, I've seen so many stories 
about um, the victims and, you know, their survivors. So I've, I've heard a lot about that, um, which is, you know, horrible. I mean, I can't even watch any more or listen to any more stories because it's just each one I know is, is heartbreaking of a young person out to have a good time and, and just be themselves and or slaughtered. Now, so I, you know, I know a lot of people, and I just want to say this, I know a lot of people blame the media for everything. But the thing is, the job of the media is to report what is happening. And we want to, and I think we, and I throw myself in there because, you know, I do have decrystallize.net. Uh, and I do have that and because, you know, and I do try to report as much as I can. I see what's going on and I try to put it on my site as soon as I can or whatever, and then I talk about it in my groups and different things that are on the show. But I'm, so I, I kind of include myself fringily in the media population because um, it's just about what what will sell. And I say that it was, it was quotes. What is mo- most interesting? What will, what do we want to know about? I mean, yeah, we know about, it's horrible for the victims. We, we do know about them. We feel for them. We become one of them side by side with them with such a horrible tragedy because it could have been one of our children who were in that club. So, um, so we think about that. And we also, but we want to know about the, the killer. And I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to do movies about them because they glorify it. But we want to know what is the thinking. And I think what needs to be put out there is that the mindset of someone who does this, whether they are a mass murderer or they just, you know, target one person or whatever, the thing is these are not extraordinary people. These are just normal people just like you and me who snapped for whatever reason and became this. So I don't I don't think that it's something that should be shunned away to say, okay, you're not supposed to talk about the killer. You, I want to know about the killer. People want to know about them. Who was this person? What made them do it? It is important, and it's not a glorification. It is just an understanding. All right, but what's your two cents on this? Do you think that the media makes it more about the victims, the shooting, or excuse me, the victims, the shooter, or gun control politics? I think it's a combination of all of it, um, simply because you know it's you know this is something that's unprecedented, it hadn't happened before. But people also want to know, like Crystal said about you know what was in it, what was his mindset, what would, you know what made him think about doing something like this, what led up to that, um, you know why you know why pick some place where you work or what have you or you know, to do something like this, you know, what made him snap, you know, was he suffering from any kind of ailment or, you know, or disease or issue or something like that or schizophrenia or whatever. People want to know. And the reason why, people, you know, the news puts it out there, um, you know, just, you know, they get, maybe they, maybe they glorified a little bit. Um, I, you know, for me, I think that, you know, getting the victims to talk on TV, I think is a little bit much of, uh, for my taste, and the only reason I say that is simply because they need time to, you know, take in what has happened. I mean, 
they have one guy on Good Morning America this morning talking, you know, he was in the bathroom and, you know, he saw somebody get shot and killed or what have you. He got shot twice. And he was walking with a walker, but, you know, they didn't show that part. They showed him sitting down talking. They said he was brave to get up there and talk about it and whatnot. You know, to me, you know, to a certain extent, you know, but everybody's different. You know, maybe that's what he needs to do to kind of ascertain it and get over it faster. Um, who knows? Um, someone would be permanently scarred for this, um, for, you know, something like this. But, you know, it's um, – I think it's a combination of all three. Um, and, but it's news that needs to be told. And, uh, you know, we need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, this country is definitely in, in some serious trouble. Um, you know, I've heard several different things about it, you know, as far as – them saying that, you know, having it, there were several different things I've heard. I will probably get into them as we go throughout the show. But I think we all need to be on alert, simply because it, um, you know, everybody got to think about this. Just because it happened in the black uh, gay club, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it can happen in any club, any grocery store, any any sports venue, or whatever. We all need to be on high alert. I agree. I agree. We definitely need to be paying attention. Well, this is my, I guess, the reason I don't like the coverage of the the shooter that we receive, I'm not sure if I'm in complete agreement that we have to understand the mindset of the shooter to the extent that some people want. To me, it's just, well, in a way, I want to say it's important, but in, a, in another way, I want to say that it's, it's not. Um, I can see the benefits of it, but I also think that the media does a little too much. And, I mean, the photos they've been putting up of this guy looking all cool, you know, posing on his MySpace page, we'll let you know how old the pictures are. Um, I just think that the media does it a little too much. They're constantly putting this guy's face on TV. All right. I mean, this guy, if he were still alive, if he walked through the mall, I would recognize him because he's a celebrity now. And this is someone who's been quoted as saying that he wanted to be a martyr. And that's exactly what I feel like we've made him. And anytime you have these mass shootings, we're giving these people what they want when we post their faces all over the Time magazines and USA Today's and Every 20 seconds, you see his name going across the ticker at the bottom of the screen. And to me, it's, it's, it's not doing anything to help the situation. All right. It's one thing to give information. It's another thing to do what Crystal says and, and um, I guess, get people to buy into it and make, make money, to make sales. And I think that these incidents are always about the shooter. It's never about the victims. It's kind of sort of about gun control politics because that's always an issue even though most of the time most people never listen because nothing ever gets done anyway but uh, Crystal I mean what will it take for politicians to actually actually do something about mass shootings or you think that they they do what they can I mean or you think that they're trying well I think that um, some of them are trying um, they're doing what they can, but the you have to understand the the lobbyists, you know, of gun control, 
And these, you know, people in the NRA, you know, they're very powerful. And they come from very uh, powerful backgrounds and history. And they, um, you know, them they themselves are part of a, you know, type of, of socioeconomic status, you know, their history, and also the ones who are there, who are supporting them. Now, I think a lot of people confuse NRA, I think, um, or well, they've been able to confuse NRA with hunting. And so a lot of the hunters, and you know, have said, okay, well, you know, you can't stop us from owning, you know, rifles or whatever. And then you're confusing people who are just trying to defend their home. So you get those mixed together. And then you have, of course, the militia who are borderline American terrorists, if not terrorists. And they, of course, do not want you to to stop it. And they're very powerful in the Republican Party. So anytime you hear about, and in the conservative party, anytime you hear about, you know, gun control and this kind of thing, they're always going to spin it. Of course, a lot of the media is controlled by money, and those, you know, people who have money are Republicans or are conservatives, because they don't want they don't want to lose what they have. So they're going to do that. So yeah, it's going to always spin to the fact that um, we're not going to talk about the fact that you know we need to get guns out of here, except for on the liberal stations. Now I do want to say one thing. Um, also, I'm sorry. People love blood sausage. Okay, people do. People love it. It's part of our animalistic blood nature. Sausage. Okay, we want blood sausage. We want to hear the horrible. We want to hear, and that's why we want to know more about the killer than about the victims. Actually, we understand who the victims are. The victims are everybody. They're the innocent walking around. They're, you know, they're regular people. What we want to know more about, just like if we watch TV, a lot of people identify with the um, with the protagonist. They identify with the person who is doing the killing, the bad guy. We identify with them. So we but identify. Isn't that the problem? Doesn't somebody yeah, need I'm to just, say? I'm just saying. Yes, it to... is a problem. But I, I'm just saying this is why one of the reasons, many reasons. Why I mean, but doesn't media, someone need to say who cares what they want? We need to do what's what's best. Well, you know what? I'm sorry, but I don't think that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, hey, let's give the killer what they want." No, we just want to know. You know, the inquiring minds want to know, and because we understand the victim more than we understand the killer, we want to know what's going on with the killer. That's just a normal curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat. That's just normal. That's human nature. I don't know. So if I call I, I'm it sorry. I don't, I don't blame it. Good news. We do have good news websites. We have good news spots on, on news shows. That doesn't get as much play as the blood sausage of someone getting killed. If it bleeds, it leads. Period. <laughs> That's horrible, but it's true. It's horrible, it's but true. it's true. <laughs> Very true. If it bleeds, it leads. I like that, Crystal. 
Yeah, I like that. Well, I, 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 I can't take um, credit for that. That is just an, uh, an old saying in media. If it I mean, bleeds, it, it leads. And that's why shows like First 48 and some of these other shows do so well. Because exactly. a lot of people do get caught up in um, the whole twistedness, I guess, of, of everything. And I, I don't know. I guess I haven't gotten to that point, but I mean, I know a lot of people who do enjoy it, and so, I don't know, I just think that somebody, I just wish that someone would just kind of, and then, I mean, we say we understand the victims, and I'm not sure what there is to understand if you're running for your life, but we don't think about the victims' families, I mean, do you really want to see this guy's face on TV? I mean, you, you can't get away from it. You can't turn on your radio. You can't, you know, even open a newspaper or go to the grocery store and look at a magazine without seeing this guy's face, the guy that killed your family member. I, I think it's, I mean, no one really thinks about them at all, you know. And, um, again, I know that's just how things are. I just don't think that is right. But, but let me ask you about the politics thing. Um Again, we're talking about gun control here. Um, this guy had an assault rifle, you know, and, I mean, it's something that he legally purchased. You can probably go to any gun show and get it. Uh, is gun, sh- gun control just a moot issue? I mean, it comes up every time one of these shootings occurs, but nothing ever really changes. We don't need more gun control in this country. And I'm going to start it out by saying that. And I'm a former member of the NRA. Um, the thing is about guns, I mean, in all the countries that don't have gun control and they, they don't have all these stupid gun laws, they don't have these issues. Um, however, what needs to be done is this. And if, let's talk about the real issue here. This guy was on the watch list of the FBI, not once, but twice. Okay. This is where the law needs to be changed. We don't need to make more gun rules. But what we need to do is change the rules so, therefore, it will be safer to carry guns. Um, it will be safer to, you know, have them and or not have them in this case. If you – the law needs to be changed to the point to where if you're ever on the FBI's watch list, you're not able to purchase a gun. It may not keep them from getting one but it'll make it a whole lot harder for them to, unless they have to break into my house and steal one or whatever. But it's up to us as gun, as people that carry guns to make sure you put your weapons in a safe place where nobody can get to them. Um, it's just that, you know, it, it's, it's a sad, it's very, very sad tale, you know, for this guy to be able to get, go purchase a gun and then a week later go use this, you know, and take out so many people. But, the gun control is something that we don't need. What we do, we don't need these guns. What we need to do is change the laws in order for them to, you know, FB, you know, if you're, you know, if you already got something in place. If you're a felon, you're not supposed to have a have a weapon. Um, if you know, in this case here, you know, they need to change it. If you ever get on the FBI's watch list or ATF or any any of these special agencies. You're not you're not supposed to be purchasing a gun, and this will come up. You know, this is where law enforcement 
needs to work together, the FBI, the ATF, you know, all these agencies that we have need to work together in unison, be able to look at that, you know, your your computer databases. So, therefore, things like this don't slip through the cracks. And that's where they need to make the changes, not necessarily on the on gun laws. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think gun control would work. Um, I mean, yeah, you can limit these weapons, the, the particular types of guns. Um, and, I mean, because, you know, at one time machine guns were illegal, and I think somewhere between, I don't remember what year it was. I want to say it's in the 80s. I don't know. Uh, at some point, they outlawed machine guns because they said, you know, it's just not necessary for somebody to have a machine gun. And now we still have semi-automatic assault rifles, which you can do a lot of damage with. And people say, oh, I use it to hunt. Well, if you have to use an AR-15 to hunt, you can't shoot. I just want to throw that out there. You absolutely cannot shoot. And uh, so maybe they can control the types of weapons, but I don't think you should take away guns. I think that might be doing it too much because crooks will always be able to get guns. People who want to do bad things will always be able to get guns. And, but I mean, Crystal, you know, after nine nine eleven, they made a lot of changes. I mean, they developed homeland security, and um, airplanes became tighter on their security. You had to take off your shoes and all that other stuff. So, isn't that the type of, I guess, reaction you expect to see when something tragic happens? Um, we don't seem to get we seem to get there for everything except guns. Well, um, that goes back to my point regarding the lobbyists for NRA. And um, as far as gun control, I think what's missing in gun control is psychological, and it's it's what's missing in um, crime prevention is the whole idea, and just in general population, people don't understand mental issues and if you are not clinically diagnosed which a lot of people are not even diagnosed because they don't go to the doctor but if you're not clinically diagnosed with schizophrenia um, you know chemical imbalances that people understand in their head oh yeah that's that's what's wrong with him he has a chemical imbalance um, they don't understand the psychology of depression and they don't understand the psychology of PTSD, um, post-traumatic um, stress syndrome, which actually is is not just occurs with people who um, go to war and come back. It's not just for soldiers. Those are for people who live day to day in America, and those they can come from so many different levels and areas. But we don't spend our time and our resources studying and effectively getting um, our psychiatrists and counselors, therapists, who can speak on these things in a serious nature, unless it's, you know, something that has already been proven regarding something they've already done, and then we'll add it later. Oh, yes, this is what they went through. No, you should be looking at this. Um, I heard uh, something on the radio today where it said if someone went into a store and wanted to purchase a semi-automatic weapon, what the fuck are you purchasing it for? And they may say, well, I need it, as you said, for hunting, or I need it for home defense. No, you don't. Both of those situations, no, you don't. Those rifles and those types of weapons are specifically made 
as um, <laughs> the great, <laughs> you know, as they say, you know, to kill every motherfucker in the room, Samuel Jackson said, you know, in the movie, you know, to kill every, you have to kill every motherfucker in the room. This is what this, this gun is made for. If someone purchases a gun like that, you shouldn't be allowed to purchase a gun like that. You know, I'm sorry. Even if you say, well, the criminals can get it. Well, they're purchasing the guns because they need it. But they're not doing it legally. <laughs> they need to kill every motherfucker in the room. Why do you, as a regular human being, you know, just defending your home, need to purchase such a weapon? What's going on in your brain that you feel that this is the type of people who be who are watching you, who are your enemies? What's going on inside of your brain? But see, we don't take mental issues seriously. So this is what's missing from the gun law. So I say, yes, they need to change it. They need to change the gun laws. They need to think more seriously about mental situations in America than what's going on with people because we're fucked up, point blank. I agree. I take a I from our resident politician. <laughs> because I, I, I just, I, I've never shot um, as automatic or semi-automatic weapon, but I mean, you basically just spray those, and it's like like Crystal said, it's never going to be a situation that I can think of where you're going to have an automatic weapon or a semi-automatic weapon for one person. You know, unless it's like a, a Liam Neeson movie, then maybe, but it's never going to be a semi-automatic weapon for one person. A burglar comes in your home. And you have to put twenty seven rounds in him, and, and and I mean, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you for having that type of weapon for self defense. I just really think yeah, it's a little yeah. bit over the top. You know, if you're a drug dealer, then I get it. You may have a group of guys coming at you, but it just seems a little bit over the top. Maybe I shouldn't say something's wrong with you. I won't say that, but I just think it's a little over the top. But uh, on Facebook. When I asked about if um, if it feeds into what the shooter wants when you plaster his face and name all over TVs and websites, Kimmy Bernard from Memphis says, yes, I believe so. It adds more fuel to the fire for those who may want to copycat, just my opinion. She also added, although he or she may not see the impact they have left on those affected, they give others an opportunity to see it or carry out a better plan, again, copycat. And my man Rod down in New Orleans chimed in and said, yes, no need to show him. All right. So, um, Buck, we mentioned the FBI. Are they the real blame in this because they investigated this guy twice that he was still allowed to purchase an assault rifle? They're partly the blame for it. But then, that, then it, I mean, really, maybe you can say they the, really the majority of the blame should be placed on them. Uh, like I said earlier, um, when you when you are suspecting anything that has fallen through the cracks in recent years, whether it be FBI or you know ATF or any of those guys, is you, any of these guys is out here going or girls is doing the mass shootings, the FBI or one of them have had them on some sort of watch list. Every this is where Homeland Security should be coming in. Also, this is what I mean. But when I say these agencies need to work in conjunction with each other. We're living in a different age now. These guys got the, you know, a lot of times, you know, the ATF and the Homeland Security and the FBI and all that, you know, when they're trying to 
do something and try to work together, you know, uh, that's above your pay grade, you know, because they're not on the same level as the person that they're, you know, with them. And this is the reason why we have loopholes like this, that, you know, things like this fall through the cracks. So, first of all, you know, we need to, you know, how these guys work together. And the FBI should have been telling if these, this guy here was already on that watch list twice, that, you know, three strikes, you out. So at that point, that means don't take him off the watch list. That means keep his ass on it. Because if he would have still been on it, when they ran that background check for him to get that AR-15, they would have gotten his ass. You know, he wouldn't have been able to purchase that weapon. But see, he, you know, the kid did his homework or whatnot, so he knew what, you know, he ain't never been in no trouble. So, boom, you know, he was able to get get a weapon. You know, so, like I said, you know, we changed some of these laws around, you know, when you on watch lists and things of that nature, felons, any of that kind of stuff, you know, you get, that's where you need, that's where the, you know, gun control will, you know, take a positive turn when those types of laws are changed. And, um, I think we'll see we'll see a difference, but you know, we you know the government is so jacked up at this point. You know, we got Trump and Hillary, and both of them jokers are criminals. So, you know, I know Trump won't keep out. You know, everybody got the, everybody got their own thing to say. You know about both of them, but you know, if Hillary getting in there, you know, she's a crook, and you know Trump's ass a crook. So. The only thing is, we, which which one of these crooks are bigger? So we'll see which, we'll see what happens. We know Trump pretty much going to try to keep gun control like it is, but Hillary is talking about you know making some changes. So I don't know, you know, ultimately it's the House and the Senate that make those laws. So yeah, and, the ones that are in, and these are ones that are influenced by the lobbyists. So you know, that's we got to get them fools out. You know. Not, and you know, when we vote in a new president and all that, but bottom line of it is, is that you know it's it's a messed up situation. But we'll see what happens when you know we make the those are the changes we need to make when it comes to those you know come to laws. We make those changes and they work in con, in conjunction with each other. These loopholes won't be there. Yeah, yeah, and. um I don't know. When I think about the reaction that the politicians had, Donald Trump's reaction, uh, of course, he made everything about pretty much about ISIS. Um, I didn't really see what Hillary said, so I just saw Trump and I saw Obama. But is this, Crystal, is this whole shooting about um, ISIS? Is it about, is it a hate crime? I mean, it's almost difficult to kind of Quantify what it is I mean I know it's tragic regardless But um, I, I don't know if this should be a focus on Terrorism or a focus on trying to educate People about the LGBT community and, and Why they should be protected and not Slaughtered Well first of all um, And this is just from my Personal opinion The uh, and, and, and regarding Hillary's stance Hillary's uh, um, what she had to say was mainly about uh, attacking Trump on the fact that he was saying that we should, as he's been saying, <clears throat> that we should um, start watching to set up the borders to uh, not bring in any more Muslims 
and especially uh, those from Afghanistan and Syria. And, um, you know, that was her stance against um, um, Trump. But, you know, regarding, you know, when we, when we talk about, you know, what, what we should do and those and those kinds of things, um, what, what was your question initially? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't just Clinton. And, um, I mean, just mainly about as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, I mean, we, we have, you know, like I said, I didn't hear what Hillary said, and I, I heard what Obama and what Trump said, but mm-hmm. thinking back on it, you know what, I can't remember my original question. It was surrounding. <laughs> Initially, I wanted to ask you about Hillary, but I was ill-informed as yeah. far as what she may have said. But, I mean, when it's all, oh, I'm, I remember, I remember. When it's all said and done, is this about, ISIS, is this about a hate crime oh, okay. in the LGBT yes. community? Thank you. At the backtrack. Yes, um, no. Actually, I, I, as I was going to say, as far as my opinion, I don't believe this was really about ISIS. I believe this was an afterthought for him. I think his initial um, motivation was uh, about a hate crime uh, toward uh, the gay community. And as we have heard and things have come out, that he had um, gone to this um, gay club, Pulse, uh, many times. And not only that, but he had also um, been online, you know, putting his picture out there and things like that for um, on dating sites uh, for gay men. And now some people may say, oh, well, he was just, you know, scouting them out and trying to figure out, you know, their, you know, how they talk to each other and things like that in order to get more information and how he was going to do what he was going to do. But actually, I don't think that was the case because um, if you are against something like um, a gay community, you're not going to infiltrate yourself in it to that level. Yeah, uh, and a lot of what um, people were saying was that, yeah, he had been there. He had interacted. Um, he had, you know, danced and had a good time and was very much a part of the community. And and this was obviously something he was doing, you know, against his father, against his family, and, and of course, his culture. Um, Islam, just like Christianity, is very specific about their feelings regarding homosexuality. So um, for him growing up in a, you know, the sons of Abraham type of religion, which includes Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, if you grow up in that type of um, harsh environment, and and Islam is very specific. It's not, and Judaism also, it's very specific. They're not so much like in Christianity where you can kind of have a buffet, oh, I choose this, but I'm okay with that, or I choose this, but I'm okay with that. No, they're very specific about what you can and cannot do. Um, And if you grow up in that kind of a household and you happen to be yourself gay and um, or having, you know, feelings, you don't know which way you want to go. And he was... And his wife and ex-wife came out, both came out to say, look, this guy was very violent and he was very, you know, towards us, towards, you know, his, the women in his, in his life. 
And that was probably because he didn't want to be the husband that he had to be. He didn't want to be um, what he what he was portrayed in order to be. And he wanted inside of them probably to be gay. And he couldn't. And he couldn't figure out how to do that. So he became mm-hmm. angry. Uh, and this is, of course, just my speculations, of course, just from what's coming out. Just and a lot better story than what CNN is talking about. Yes, and I think he probably latched on to the ideology of ISIS or whoever in order to say, that I pledge allegiance to you guys for doing this or whatever. But I really don't think that was his main purpose. I really don't. I think it was really about a hate crime against himself, against his emotions and his feelings, and against the gay community within itself. And who knows what happened, what occurred, you know, in between time with his interaction with people there, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were insisting. I mean, we did have one person to come out to say that he did ask him out. And so maybe people were trying to say, hey, look, man, be who you are. Come out. You know, we know, you know, whatever. Um, And he couldn't take that. So, I mean, and, and that's really all we have at this point is speculation. And listening to his father speak and talk about, you know, the things that occurred and the way he put his words together, it would seem that he would be very much on the homophobic side and not accepting of what his son was. So, and maybe he knew, just like his wife knew, just like his ex-wife knew, you know, that he was bisexual or had sexual um, homosexual tendencies. Right. Okay, okay. Let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to bring on the man, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, as he's been done by my man Alex Philly. Welcome on Eminem to the show. What's happening, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? And what up, man? Eminem, only in the United States can we go from loving a Muslim like Muhammad Ali to turning right around and hating them all again the next week. <laughs> Wow! Dig that. <laughs> and uh, Eminem, um, of course, religion has come up. There have been a lot of people who, some will call religious leaders, who have taken shots at the gay community, um, saying that it's one of those things. Well, you know, if you're a sinner, then these type of things happen to you. Um, I mean, why do people take advantage of such a tragedy to try to make statements like this? Just like they said, Hurricane Katrina, you know, the people in New Orleans deserve Hurricane Katrina because they were sinners down in New Orleans. Why? Do yeah. You, how can you take religion seriously when you have people who actually make statements like this? Well, um, it, it, it's, it goes to show you whenever somebody makes some kind of uh, – not not just someone, whatever somebody that's supposed to be religious, religious, uh, mainstream religious anyway. Uh, I know technically atheism is a religion, but uh, it goes to show you how a lot of times they don't have the guts to act out on something that they think. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like it's almost like um, something that happened to me one time years ago. Uh, this kid was acting a fool on the bus and. You know, being real disrespectful, but 
some kind of way a fight busted out between him and one of my cousins, and then some kind of way me and him got to fight. He beat my cousin. I started beating him up. The bus driver didn't stop it because it's just like, well, they couldn't beat a kid, but but basically because the kid was getting his ass whooped, they let it go, you know, and basically laughed about it. So it's kind of like that. It's just like whenever you have people who, regardless of what they think about certain things in a tragedy, try to almost justify it, well, to me that makes them a more evil person than almost the perpetrators because it's like, okay, well, now, uh, and it, it's not from a religious standpoint, but my thing is, you know, um, uh, you know, I always wanted my kids, uh, you know, to use the tools they was blessed with. So, you know, you, you know, you ain't got no business fucking with no man and all that. But at the same time, and you know, killing people and all that shit, that ain't got nothing to do with with with, with my thoughts on anything. See what I'm saying? We talking about human lives. So, right. I, I don't know how somebody could say, you know, well, yeah, I, I don't. If somebody said, well, you know, I, I don't care for homosexuality, it's against my beliefs, it's against my religion. That's one thing, but a fucking massacre, that ain't got no place in, that. that's that's what it is, a massacre. It has not, nothing to do with beliefs whatsoever. So for somebody to uh, try to be like, well, oh, 50 people got killed, and be like, God damn, oh, they was gay. Oh, okay, that's fucked up. You know, it's still 50 people got killed. You know, life is life. So you can't say... And like you said, the key word, how can you take somebody seriously? These same motherfuckers that talk about this stuff is also the same people, and I said on the show before, that's all, oh, man, they so so pro-life. But the same people that's, 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 that's pro-life, it's just like they, 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 they quick to pull that trigger on brothers in the hood for doing nothing, you know, and, 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 and even, you know, even their own race that's, that's undesirable, and they quick to to make light of lives of other people, including foreigners. So it's just like, really, in the next 20 years, and I, I hate to say it because it, it's going to sound bad, but in the next 20 years, pretty much the only people that's going to be religious are people who are pretty much ignorant. It's going to kind of just turn to something like that. I ain't talking about spirituality, but I'm saying just, just religious because this is like religion done totally fucked up the Middle East. That's gone. And uh, Southern America, you know, basically tried to use religion to justify the shit they did to niggas. So, I mean, it's just like, but the catalyst across the board was ignorance and not understanding certain things. You know, uh, the principles of all the five major religions are beautiful. I'm talking about excellent. But uh-huh. because most people are either very uneducated or they use it to control other people. They try to skew things to make it sound a different way for their personal gain or their uh, social gain or economic gain or cultural gain. That's what the problem is, you know. Uh, just the pureness of love, peace, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing wrong with that, but they got away from all that shit, you know. So... It's, 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 it's almost to the point where, like I say, in the next 20 years, 
if you see somebody talking about they are, you know, down hard religious, you already know pretty much their education level. You pretty much know either they're from the, if they're in America, they're probably from the South. If not, they're probably some foreigner from somewhere else. But that's basically what it's going to come down to. Because you can, you can have your differences without sympathizing for a fucking massacre, you know. You know, I ain't right. never cared about, uh, you know, uh, you know, homosexuality, but at the same time, man, if you're in your club, you're not bothering me, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Now, like, you know what I'm saying now, um, you know, I don't want some fucking, you know, half-transition nigga in the bathroom with my, you know, daughter and shit, hell nah. But uh, at the same time, that's still no reason to, you know, just go to blasting folks, you know what I'm saying, that, that ain't got nothing to do with it, you know, so... Is is totally unjustifiable, and you have to just look at the people who don't have a problem with what happened. I'm just like, are you serious? You know, you just come in and just because somebody is the way they are, you got you just gonna pull up and start blasting. Then the, then the the the, the, the motherfucker that's doing the shooting was like that too. I'm like, what? Then he tried to label it ISIS just to get some kind of press. This motherfucker wasn't, man, he a, a straight wannabe. It's like, that's almost like some nerd shoot up a school and talk about, you know, Crip for life. Man, you ain't shit. You just trying to fake, you know. Now, I, I damn sure ain't got no sympathy for ISIS, but this, this this motherfucker was not ISIS. He was an undercover, undercover, undercover uh, Pac-Man. You know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> And well, I I don't know what to say, man. It's like religion. I I think some people take the religion thing a little bit too far. I, I really do. And it's one thing to disagree with something. It's another thing to condemn people in the way that they do it. You know, and right. it, it, it's ridiculous. And hey, like, hey, Q, could I say this real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really really quick. It, to make the, a great analogy on it, and I'm going to say great because I'm saying it before I even said it, but uh, that's like how, you know, you can watch uh, the GOP and the liberals go at it every day, all day, but there's no bloodshed, it's nothing. It's what it is, and you leave it alone. But disagreements in the hood becomes stories on the 10 o'clock news. So that's what this looked like. It's just like, you know, re- I ain't going to say all religious people, but a lot of hardcore religion, regardless of what the religion is, these people can't separate differences and differences of 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 belief from acts. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you can't act out this shit, man. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And it's a shame. And um, I, I just don't think it's... I mean, and there were some people on Facebook that said religion is the cause of all of this, and I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't buy into that. Okay, first of all, to me, religion is like, essentially, it's like a gun. I mean, religions don't right. kill people; people kill people. You know, right, right. Uh, it's what you get from the religion and what you decide to do with it. If you decide to act upon something. 
that was written 2,000 years ago and literally go stone someone to death because they cheated on a spouse, and, you know, man, it's, it's something wrong with them, you know? Right. And, and, I mean, and Q, something that both of us are used to, you know, growing up in the Deep South, something I didn't realize until I was basically grown, I was like, wow, I didn't know how many preachers as a kid coming up was, was you know, as I got older, I was like, damn, man, these, these, half these damn people illiterate. And you got people listening to you? You, you don't even know what you you don't know what you're reading, you know. But uh, now, like I said, now, like I say, a, a lot of the shit is it, like I say. I, I never been to the Middle East. Uh, would love to go in a if things were different. But uh, I just wonder what it's like to be, you know, have your so much of your life centered around a ancient text. I mean, I'm just saying like that, that seems, I just wonder what that's like. I'm talking about literally to the point where every move you make is based on an ancient text, you know. Um, I don't know if that's just, you know, too much Americanizing or what, but I'm just like, man, shit. You know, what's wrong with, you know, getting drunk and, 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 and fucking and shit you know, doing your prime years as a man. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with that, but, you know. <laughs> you know, everything's and a goddamn sin. Everything and is everything. I mean, you know, oh, hell no. Nah. nah, man. And see, that's why I, I raised my kids, man. I raised all, like I said, they ain't doing shit career-wise and all that. One thing about it is, like, I always said one thing. You know, they're going to understand, you know, that shit between your legs ain't for no dude. And... Also, they're going to understand that, you know, you know, you got to experience life. You know what I'm saying? See, I don't want no, 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 no son, 35 years old, ain't never had no pussy. See, that joke will do anything, you know. You know, any, anything he do is going to be extreme because you're you fighting your nutsack, man. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to turn into some kind of radicalized, and it might not be religious. Anything you do going to be I got to stop this before you even get going. <laughs> <laughs> I know, cause it's getting, it's it's just going. <laughs> Let me go to this it's caller good. from the three one four area code, um, oh, which I believe is um, the Show Me State of Missouri. And caller, what's your name? Well, the name is uh, Pianki. Hey, and looking you at your topic, pretty good. I don't think politicians should do anything about this quote unquote shooting. And the things that they want to do, especially Hillary Clinton and Obama, need to leave alone. And that's blame guns for something that human beings themselves have done. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe the states need to have a ordinance against people showing affection in the form of kissing, grouping, filling up in public. You mentioned the Mideast. When I go into Egypt and come through the airport, there's a big old sign right there to tell you what you can and cannot do in that country, which includes, even if you're a heterosexual couple, you can't be kissing and fondling in public. Let's put some morals back into society. And you're looking for a reason why come these things happen. You know, this shooter had Afghan heritage 
maybe he's uh, pissed off because of the reckless drone campaign that Obama is carrying on in Afghanistan, where they're killing innocent men, women, and children in drone strikes, going after one militant. Anybody ever thought about that? Well, he didn't mention it, so um, well, no, it didn't come I, I, I think about it. I, 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 I sympathize with anything innocent, but at the same time, just like right now, I don't know you and you don't know me, but if you shoot my house up, I'm going to shoot your house up too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like yeah. it's an equal opportunity. So if People are going to retaliate. Right. So if my kids get shot, then I ain't just targeting your kids, but you'll get shot to deal with it. Is. <laughs> so that's how well, I, yeah, that's I, kinda, I, I ain't justifying it, but I'm just saying you can't blow up buildings and shit. And then when it happens to you, then you want sympathy, you know, and I'm Absolutely. not trying to throw everybody in one category, but listen to what I'm saying. If even if you're killing your own people, you can't target like, OK, you say, OK, I'm going to be just say somebody from the Taliban blow up a section of a mall or something. Well, I mean, when they start dropping that shit on your ass, yeah, you know, yeah, some of your innocent people might get killed, but I'm just saying, but that's what it is, you know. And not only that, you know, if this guy was having sympathy with the ISIS, well, is not United States complicit in the creation of ISIS and also the Taliban? I mean, look at all those pictures we've seen of the long convoy of Toyota trucks coming down the highway and you mean to tell me that uh, U.S. fighters could not attack those convoys they did in World War II they attacked trains so is not Obama and his Secretary of State complicit in the aftermath of all that that's spurring on some of this sentiment we see that's going on in the United States I agree with Trump you need to stop letting people immigrate from country where uh, folks in that country are trying to kill Americans. And that damn near would shut the borders down, really, if you want to get real precise with it. Yeah, it really would, because everyone wants to probably put a bullet in somebody in America, for the most part. But I think <laughs> if, if the United States wanted to really shut, uh, um, I, I mean, uh, reduce some of the terrorist acts or threats that we receive, the only way we're going to do that is to stay out of other people's business, which we're not going to do. Bring troops home from being occupied in other people's countries. And every country we've been at war with, we have a base there. You know, we still got people in Germany, you know, and that was, you know, we're talking 60 years, 70 years since that war. And yeah. so it's like everywhere we go, we stay. And people get tired of seeing us being in everyone's business. And I think the best way to reduce, I ain't going to say you can get rid of it, to reduce terrorism, leave people alone. I know if I stayed in my neighbor's house 24-7 telling him what he needs to be doing with his household, I'm pretty sure he's going to be starting, at some point he's going to start shooting at me. You know, that's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's a good point. But a lot of us don't realize how much um, the U.S. <laughs> Uh, corporations are actually owned by a lot of the foreign uh, entities, you know, to the point where it's like you can't you can't shut the border down even if you want to. Now they can fuck with Mexico because they don't really buy nothing as far as the country. But but Saudi Arabia, man, they it's like you'd be surprised how many countries, how many uh, companies they got so much stock in and stuff like that. So you know, it's like 
you notice whenever some stuff pop off, I don't care what it is. You don't never hear nothing about Saudi Arabia and shit. Hell, Osama bin Laden was a damn Saudi, but they ain't gonna fuck with Saudi Arabia. I mentioned Saudi Arabia. It's always the poorest countries: Jordan, Syria, <laughs> Afghanistan, shit like that. They won't just. They will never say anything about Saudi Arabia. So if Saudi Arabia say, "Well, hey, you know, uh, nah, man, we we pulling our interest out if y'all do this." Then they ain't gonna do it. But as soon as if they get the blessings from the Saudis, they gonna do. They'll do it. That's who run the world. You know. I'm, well, you know. You know uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's that's their fault. Because I mean, if you if you got an open market, and I decide to take some of these billions and trillions of dollars I got in all and say, okay, let me buy so much of this, let me buy so much of that, let me buy so much of that, and I become a vested partner, basically, silently. Then if I got to say something, you gonna listen. <laughs> Capitalism bit us in the ass 101%. That's what happened. And this is nope. the, this is the, now I know this is some, some deep shit because there's some stuff they ain't never talk about in the news. But you you do the research. See how much Saudi Arabia owns in the United States. Not illegally, but legally. And you know, here's another point too. question is, what should politicians do after this shooting. I guess you're talking about mass shooting. But hell, look at all the mass shootings that blacks have been involved in. The East St. Louis race riot killed, uh, they, they killed over 1,200 black soldiers at Camp Doran there in Alabama and on and on and on and on. Politicians didn't do nothing then. So no, sure. myself, I'm totally against any anti-gun measures. I like the way it is. It's, it's still a little bit too stringent. And here's another point. How are you going to tell a person who's on the FBI watch list that they can't buy a gun? You haven't charged them with anything. And Obama made that silly-ass statement talking about somebody who's on the no-fly list. Well, hell, you can be on the no-fly list and not know why you're on there. There's five-year-old children that's on the no-fly list. If that ain't an abuse of policy. I don't know what is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have rules and policies in place, but it's another thing to have like people with common sense actually act, you know, try to make sure everything goes okay. Hey, now look, now, now don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm pro-gun too, but I'm also pro-gun with some type of limits on it. Like like okay, for the for the most part, people do two things with guns. Protection and, you know, might be hunting or something. But shit like AR-15s and AKs and shit like that, I'm like, man, that's... I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, what is the average person supposed to do with that shit besides what they do with it, you know? Well, AK-47, uh, AK-15, they they are no more... Those are semi-automatic weapons. And the one he had was a twenty two caliber, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, I could do just as much damage with a thirty thirty or thirty odd six. I mean, it may take a little bit longer. Uh, it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, it's going to take you a, little, a lot longer. Yeah, you got a bolt action uh, uh, 270 yeah. or something. You study loading it, man. Shit. You ain't going to be able to kill that. I'm, I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying. I'm not knocking what you're saying. But just just think about it. If you setting up a new government, right, I mean, I understand rights and all that. Because, like I say, I don't, I don't believe nobody should be able to buy a gun. I'm just saying... 
Oh, I agree with you on that. I think it should be. I should. It's hard. I believe it should be legal. Right, but the thing is, it's just like for some dude to be able to buy something that's stronger than what a cop have. That's that's like damn. That's kind of messed well, up. Well, <laughs> that's what me and you disagree because I think that a person needs to have what they feel safe with. You know, uh, my daughter had a three eighty, and I had to take it in exchange because she couldn't rack it, so she got a nine millimeter. Some people feel safe with a twenty two. Some people feel safe with a forty five. It depends on what a person feels safe with. Yeah. So well, right, but I mean, but it's not, but it's not a limit to it. I mean, because, I mean, because if you don't put a limit on it, somebody might say, well, shit, man, I might need a grenade just in case it's like 20 people right. outside. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just saying, it, 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 you, you you can go from sensible. I would feel pretty safe with the air missile. Right. I mean, and a lot of the well, people. Well, I don't think nobody's going to be buying surface, surface air missiles, but I'm saying this. I don't think that a AR, that particular model gun, should have no more restrictions on it <clears throat> than any other guy. It's what a person feels that they can be comfortable with. Well, you know and, what, though? No, uh, let me tell you my opinion on that. Let me tell you my opinion on that. And, I, and I, I feel what you're saying, but it's like this. You have to understand who's shooting this. Like, if you are, okay, just like the, the one of the um, the guys that call in a lot on the show, Bobby. Bobby is a certified military guy. He probably knows how to use this shit. But a dude in the hood, getting mad and saying, now, man, fuck you, and pull out a gun and start shooting. He might not mean it, but you shooting shit that'll go through. You mad with me, the damn bullet done went through me and hit somebody else. Ain't got nothing to do with it. I mean, so that's the that's the fear of well, certain guns. Would do that, 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 that was, that was always the fear. 45 would do that too, huh? Huh? 45 do that caliber do that too, huh? Yeah, well, but it won't be the yeah, yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying, but AR, I mean, I'm saying when you're talking about AR-15s and 308s and shit like that, you're talking about shit that can get out there, man. I'm talking about you can kill something 300 yards. I'm just saying, to me, I can put me a, you can't say it's home protection when you're shooting somebody three football fields away from your ass. That's what I had a, uh, I had a guy shoot at, shoot at my car. He was standing on the, on the, on the uh, yellow line in the street, him and the girl was arguing. As I went by, I told him, see, y'all need to get out the street before you get hit. Next thing I knew, I got about, uh, about 50 yards away from him, maybe 30, and he takes take something out and shoot two or three bullets at me. One went through the back window, lodged into the uh, glove box. Now, see, this was during deer season. And I had a 20-gauge Ithaca with the rifle slugs in it. I could have went down another 50 feet, pulled that dude out, and blew his head off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so he's got a pistol, which is legal. I got a shotgun with a rifle slug in it, which is legal. So I could do just as much damage, more damage, than he would ever be, be able to do. So that's an argument I don't... I don't want politicians to say. I, I, I think the damage. I understand what you're saying. I think the amount of damage is where we differ, um, because we, you know, most people that that kind of fly off the handle can't really shoot anyway. But, but let me ask you all this: um, this weekend, 42 people were shot in Chicago, seven of them killed just over the weekend. And Buck, I, I'll go back to you. I mean, what will it take for 
a serious discussion about Chicago and how often they shoot there, or is it just something, a discussion that we're just never going to have? I mean, it's just, you know, inner city violence and that's expected and no one's ever going well, to. I got it. a solution for that one too when he get done. Well, the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, we all need to start taking a look at it to a certain extent on what's going on. Um, I think far too long that, you know, that we need to look at all instances. We need to look at inner city violence. We got to look at these mass shootings, not only from, you know, not only from an instance what happened in Orlando, but we need to also look at an instance, uh, you know, in the inner city. Things need to be taken care of. Um, do there need to be some some sort of gun control? Maybe, uh, in a certain to a certain sense, extent. But to me, I don't think we need to make gun laws. I think we need to change some of the laws that you know, as far as you know, you know, getting those type of weapons or maybe banning those type of weapons. Uh, understand what Pianca say. I mean, there's there's uh, you know there's pros and cons to any of it. But at some point, we have to make some sort of change, whether it be gun laws, whether it be trying to, you know, gun laws in, as in, in regard to purchasing them. We have to start somewhere. And I think, you know, with these shootings, like the one in Chicago, like the one we had in Orlando, I think these are things that, you know, these are things that are on the table to get us talking talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Um but you know something else that we also need to talk about: gun sales are up. Gun sales are up for Smith and Wesson, eleven percent. Um, I think uh, Ruger's up thirty-nine percent. You know, simply because of, you know what has happened. So I mean, you know, you got the right to bear arms. You got to protect yourself. So the choice is yours. But I do think something needs to be done to make it safer for all of us, because this is a wake-up call. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where your ass got to stay at home, and you ain't even safe in your own home. You know, going out on a night on the town, you know, like if I was going out to Seville Quarter, this is something, you know, you see, you know, this type of violence, you know, now if you see somebody different that's from another country, you know, you might freak out. You know, you can't, you know, that's something that's going to be on your mind Every time you step out your door, your house, to go out to a big event, sporting event, um, it could be a football game, it could be a NASCAR race, it could be an NBA basketball game, you know, hockey game, baseball game, whatever. Whatever you do now in big, big, you know, big arenas or just going dance or anything like that, that's going to be something that's on your mind now because of this. You know, it's not just about them being down there, you know, the club in Orlando. This is something that can happen anywhere, even a fucking grocery store. So, in my opinion, you know, you're going to have to have some sort of protection. You can't just run up in the damn bathroom and close the fucking door and hope that some bitch don't come in there and shoot. So, you got to protect yourself some kind of way. You can't, take, you can't necessarily take a knife to a damn gunfight. And, Crystal, what do you think makes Chicago different than all the other cities that we hear about? about the shootings? Well, I don't think Chicago is any different than any other inner city um, city. Um, no different than, you know, Detroit or L.A. or New York. I, um, I mean, when we have pockets of 
of lower, you know, economic, you know, uh, population, then you're going to have, you know, more frustration and more people who are, you know, going through what I was talking about before, you know, PTSD, a.k.a. ghettoitis, who are very on edge on just on a daily basis because they are dealing with, you know, your five, you know, your primary primitive survival modes. And that's what their whole world is. So, you know, you're taken out of that, then you're going to be, you're going to be combative. You're always on the defense and you're, you're always on the offense. So I don't think it's any different from any other, any other inner city city. So, um, and, you know, as as far as you know, I've ta- I've already you know had my opinion regarding gun control and what needs to be done. I like I said, I don't really don't think it. And the law should be changed. I think it should be there should be an inclusion of the mentality. And I think it was, um, you know, I think we we asked you know whether or not well who should be the people purchasing it. That's what you should be looking at. What the fuck do you need this for? And um, the caller had said, well, it, it is about the people, you know, how safe do you feel? That goes right back to what I was talking about. How safe do you feel is, is part of your mentality. You know, one person may live in a community and they may feel perfectly safe in their home, in their apartment, or when they're, you know, whatever, and the people around them. And the, the guy next door is completely out of whack with where, with what's going on. The paranoia is real. And in his mind, he needs an AK-47 or he needs, you know, you know, some sort of semi-automatic weapon. I mean, as opposed to the person next door, just, you know, he just needs a pump iron shotgun. And, but, you know, somebody else needs this or, the, or someone else just needs a knife or nothing or just a Bible for crying out loud. I don't know. But, so it it all speaks back to the mentality of this person. What world in their mind are they living in? And see, that's the whole issue right there. What world was this guy living in? And the world he was living in was very hostile inside of his mind, not inside of the club. Inside of the club was just people dancing and having a good time. They were not attacking him. They were not coming after him. They were not any of that. But in his mind, they had to be stopped. And that's exactly what he did. So that's what needs to be taken into consideration. So it does matter who is purchasing. And it does matter, you know, what's going on inside of their fucking heads. And and if we if you keep going with the whole mentality of, well, okay, well, this person, you know, you need to have it because the cops have doesn't have this, that doesn't matter, but, the you know, the criminals have this. Basically what you're saying is we should just go down to, you know, they, you know everybody has a gun, everybody is on the offense, everybody is just shooting everybody, and it doesn't matter because, well, I just, I'm protecting my own, and your own may not be anything. You think you're protecting your children. Your children aren't even there anymore because it's inside your fucking mind. That's what we're talking about. We're, we are protecting ourselves against our own psychosis, something that's not even real anymore. So who can take a hold of it? The politicians? The you know? No. You have to take a hold of your own damn self because you're out of control. America's out of control. 
And, you know, and as I was sitting here listening to everybody talk, it kind of reminded me of taking it, you know, to a, a, a level that I do not really agree with. But it kind of reminded me of the rapture. <laughs> you know, in the rapture, they say that, you know, all these people will just disappear. How are they going to disappear? Are they just going to split out of existence and all of a sudden their watches and their clothes are just going to be lying on the floor? No. Maybe they will all be fucking killed in senseless mass murders, you know. And I don't even uh, believe in, in the whole, you know, ideology of the Bible and things like that because I think they're just stories that are just, you know, representing a bigger picture. But it just, it just, it's funny when I think about this, what's happening, you know, right now. This is what's happening all the time, every day, in many different levels. So, I don't know. Do I have answers? No. But, uh, you know, basically everybody's crazy. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, on the Chicago issue, drugs should be legalized. All drugs? drugs should be legalized, all drugs, just like they do in Europe, where a person can go into one of those control environments, control agency, get their fix, sit down, be monitored, make sure that they're not receiving some poisonous stuff, then pay for it and go on by their business. I have yet to see anybody on the street shooting each other over a bottle of Hennessy since Prohibition ended a long time ago. So take the violence out of it. That where innocent people don't risk getting shot in crossfire or whatever. Legalize it. Another thing, Chicago's got some archaic gun laws anyway. If you got a gun at the house, it has to be disassembled or in a position whereas it's locked or some something like that. If you got a bullet in your pocket you have to have a license to carry, or should I say to own, the gun that's the same caliber of the bullet that's in your pocket. So they have some archaic gun laws Why where legal people can't even own guns. So that's that my make, suggestion. That don't even make any sense to me right there. <laughs> the bullet doesn't match the gun. That's crazy. And, well, that's, uh, what's on, I mean, that's what's on Chicago's ordinance. A lot of people have talked about, of course, legalizing weed, but no one has really mentioned as far as just legalizing everything. Um, that'd be very interesting if you legalize and just let people go into a house and what they have to do. Um, it would take everything out of the street. That's for sure. If you did that, yeah. Well, it, but, I, I don't. I don't know if uh, if y'all, you know, for me with the uh, HBO series that came on years back called The Wire, but. Uh, it was one yeah. season where, where one guy did that, where he basically uh, had, like, these these zones where they was just like, well, hey, man, you know, if you around these abandoned, uh, if you around these abandoned uh, apartments or whatever that nobody lives in or these vacants or whatever they call them, uh, you know, we're not, we're not going to bother you. And basically that's what happened. It, like, it it, it 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 cleaned up the neighborhoods indirectly. Everywhere that was inhibited by, you know, citizens who probably purchased their home back when things were pretty good. So all that riffraff <laughs> just just uh, uh, basically matriculated to the areas that was wide open. So 
you know, it still was illegal, but it was basically like one of them, you know, hey, out of sight, out of mind, we know what you're doing, but hey, you know, you come on this street where people getting up and going to work every day, your ass going to get busted. And the point got, you know, you know, I really liked it. I think that's a, um, I think that was a good way for a lot of inner cities, especially to deal with certain things. It doesn't solve it, but it helps to know that, you know, drug traffic is not going to be in front of a damn kid's school or some shit like that. It'll be, you know, somewhere where nobody's probably living anyway, some uh-huh. like a damn warehouse or something. And then if and how you do get into it, it's all related to a killing going to be not a killing of an innocent person. It'll be like, yeah, I'm dead because I owe you money. You know, it's still a crime, but we, we didn't shoot up a bunch of kids trying to kill each other. You know, most of the people that's in prison related to drugs are the users. They are addicted. They are sick. Why are you locking up sick people? Exactly. All right. Let's get ready to uh, wrap things up. And. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Next week, we have, you know, more current event topics next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And also, we have zone coverage on tomorrow. So if you get the opportunity to um, join us tomorrow, we'll talk sports. The Young Brothers will be back on, and we'll discuss the Boxing Hall of Fame. And they went to the Hall of Fame this weekend, so they'll be able to tell us how everything went. Um, So we'll get to hear about that. I don't know if Mr. Kenny Bayless will be on tomorrow or not, but, you know, we'll angle to try to get – one of the most famous referees of all time on the show, boxing referees, Kenny Bayless. We'll see if he'll come on and talk to Hall, but I can't make any promises on that. That's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, back next Tuesday with current events and relationships uh, topics next Tuesday. Final thoughts. Uh, let's see. It looks like Pianchi's dropped off, but um, I will go with Buck. You want to get your final thoughts in? Great show, Great show. Um, real, real good discussion on the on, on you know on the subjects that we talked about tonight. Um, you know the issues that we had that we're you know we're all talking about as far as gun laws and what's happening in Orlando, what's happening happening in Chicago. Um, these are real issues, and there's definitely something that has to be done about those. Um, you know, we need to, you know, it's it's real and it's, it's right here. So these are things that, you know, we have to go to our local, con- you know, local people, uh, state officials and so forth to try to make, you know, try to get some changes made. Um, if they don't get made, then we've got to get the people that's, you know, in these, in these positions out. Um, but in any event, you know, I don't think we need to change the gun laws themselves. I, I think we need to change some of the things, you know, that, you know, to receive gun, you know, receive the guns in the first place. I think that's where we need to make the changes. But in any event, something has to be done. Um, 
definitely our heart goes out to the families that were affected in Orlando, the families that are elected that are affected in Chicago as well. Um we're living in, you know, in some dangerous times and we have to make sure that, you know, we we protect ourselves. Um so, you know, hopefully, you know, we can learn from these issues, address them, and hopefully, you know, we can try to prevent these types of things in the future. But great show. Glad to have Pianchi on as well. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. And good night all. Thank you, sir. And Eminem? Oh, man. You know, uh, you know, fantastic show. Uh, great input from everybody, man. And, uh, you know, just like what Buck said, you know, it was good to hear from Pianchi and stuff, man. You know, I hope he... Continues to call back because you know the guy is very insightful and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I start on Chicago first. The, the problem with Chicago is the same problem with many, many, many uh, uh, highly populated minority inner cities. Uh, even you know in the South, the same. Um, black lives don't matter, and until the judicial system makes it where a black life matter, then it's not going to change. And I know some people listening like, oh, this, this, this. No, I ain't talking about white people. I'm talking about the system. I'm talking about the system, not white people. This is what I mean in very specific terms. If a black life matter, then you wouldn't have guys my age, you know, going around still doing shit they was doing in their teens, you know, you got so many bodies stacked up on you, everybody could know, but, but, you know, you bragging about the shit. It ain't no big deal. You a legend. Because the people you knocking off are your own. They poor. You know, they they scratch, scratching and shit. You know, if if they start frying these motherfuckers, left or right and left, I'm talking about, well, I'm talking about, well, of course, everybody need a fair trial. I ain't just saying just start killing people. But when it's clear cut, I mean, absolutely no doubt, this dude, you kill her, you kill him, or what have we go, you pass that life for a life, that'll, that'll clean up all of that shit in every major city. Because what happens, and and, and it's everywhere, what happens is, is that it's, it's another level of that, 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 that ghetto acronym that Crystal was talking about, but it's in a different sense. It's like, you know who you can rob. You know who you can kill and get away with this shit. You know where you can do that. You know what boundaries not to cross. You know you know what counties or parishes or boroughs not to do certain shit in because you understand what the deal is because you know that if you do the same shit to those citizens that the law will protect them to, to let you know we're not going to have that. So until the judicial system starts frying some of these motherfuckers, bringing genocide on their own people, see what I'm saying? Until that happens and until we as citizens start speaking up and we demand execution of some of these idiots who have totally destroyed some of the most beautiful one-time communities, black communities, Hispanic communities throughout the United States, until we demand that, then ain't shit going to change. Because it's it's like apples and oranges comparing Chicago to Orlando. Orlando was a, a case of some psycho bullshit. 
that just went haywire. That shit won't happen again in 150 years. The same shit that happened in Chicago this weekend going to happen next weekend. That ain't finna change. Um, for that the gun laws, as far as the gun laws, um, like I say, you know, uh, all the opinions on it have been great, and I, I think everything's been fair, but I think at the same time, you know, a right to bear arms and a, and a right to have some kind of damn arsenal. Um, IQ, I don't know if you remember hearing about it, but I know it was like, it's been over about 10 years ago now. The uh, feds had to come down and bust some dude in Pearl, man. This dude had, now he didn't illegally do anything to anybody, but this dude had like over 150 guns, uh, cases of ammo to the point where it looked like it was a warehouse. I mean, you know, that shit ain't got nothing to do with protecting yourself. I'm just saying, like, nah. you know, it's like, you know, it's just like with anything else. It's just like if you catch a sale in certain stores, they're going to say limit two sometimes in the paper because they're saying if you are a human being and this case of whatever has 58 cans or 48 cans in it, you're one person, then... Um, there's no way you're going to be able to eat all of this by yourself. You know, we're not supplying another grocery chain. So I, I'm, I'm just saying it from a sense like that, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you should, you know, limit certain things, but just, just have common sense when, and you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's the difference between somebody, you know, protecting themselves and, 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 something that could lead to something that would be very hard to stop if somebody got haywire. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, if you if you went back to the 70s and the average cat, even in the hood, the average cat at the most had a Saturday night special, right? A cop could kind of deal with that shit. But now you got people popping shit, going through cars and all that kind of shit, going through bricks and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it makes a difference, you know, you know, you know, People can say it don't, but no, that makes a difference. It does. And uh, and what? And uh, did I miss something? We talked about that. That. No, they pretty much talked about shootings all night. Okay, okay. See, I thought it was something else we had said though, before I got on, because I got on late. Um. Uh, oh, I wanted to comment on a comment about uh, uh, what Crystal was sort of saying about uh you know, mentalities and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I think that's that's a very valid point. But at the same time, most of the time, you know, technically the word normal is not considered normal. I mean, that's now they're trying to make, if you say somebody normal, that's considered being discriminatory and all that kind of stuff like that. But the average person know what normal means. If a kid is forced to eat inside of a closet, shut up with no light. There's no way in the fuck you can call that normal. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think the outcome going to be for that person as a grown citizen unless they really just can get in a whole different environment? You know, most of the things that, that happen to a kid between, I think it's uh, stage three, which is about three to four years old to eight years old, pretty much shaped certain things about a person the rest of their life. Now, this is all documented, and everybody knows this, but it's funny how from the educational system to the society system to the criminal system, all this get thrown out the window when money get involved. 
So uh, I think, you know, some of that stuff need to be seriously looked at because if you take into account what shapes are pressing, you can almost predict it the same way these motherfuckers use the third-grade reading test to predict how many prison cells is going to be needed over the next 20 years. They can look at certain things about a kid and, and almost predict, you know, who's going to be some kind of, you know, psycho freak nut, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they want to. I beat that clock, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate it, Eminem. And um, by the way, Pianchi left a comment in the chat room. He said there's a town outside of Atlanta, about 70 miles outside of Atlanta, Atlanta that has a law that makes it mandatory that homes have a weapon. So that's interesting. That you got to have a weapon. All right, Crystal, shut it down for me. Okay, no surprise. That's Georgia. That is why I don't live in the South. But, uh, you know, I think that, again, as I was uh, my theme through this call, first of all, a very good show, um, good comments on it on both sides. Um, but, and I do agree with some of the things uh, that Piante was saying, um, but I think it's a kind of an extremist look at, at things. But um, sometimes I think we're getting there, though. I think we are kind of getting to the extremist level um, on a day-to-day basis and that, you know, when we had this, um, when the shooting occurred, and um, I know, Q, you were talking about earlier why weren't people talking more about the victims, and I told you, they were. The victims were out there. The stories are being posted almost individually, and uh, they're out there. I, I read several stories, and I just, I couldn't take it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I mean, each story is just so heartbreaking. But um, And there were people coming out to, just to say collectively, we should love each other, and we should... Um, be there for each other and support each other and just let people be free. But what's so interesting about it, and it was something um, that Eminem touched on earlier, was the fact that, you know, when you are a child, these are your formative years. And in your formative years, it is how your your brain, because your brain is still developing, your uh, emotions are still developing, your coping skills and mechanisms are still being developed, your defense mechanisms are being developed of how you deal with the world and how you see things, Um, which which is why uh, one of the stories that came out a few weeks ago um, regarding allowing uh, inmates, uh, mothers, to have their children, their their newborns, in the hospital, in in the um, cell with them, in order to have that bonding because it was so important for the child to have that bonding with, with the mother um, in the beginning. And if they don't, then it, it, it hurts them in their developmental process. So those things are very important. Of course, none of those things are being looked at until it's too late, um, until they're 12, 13 years old. It's too late in a lot of instances. I mean, yeah, we can... There could be interventions at that point where we can step in and help uh, a child um, reformat their brain and that, no, 
people do love you and that, you know, we have to reiterate things that should already be in place. So once you get to an age like 16, 17, um, and then you're in your adult years, uh, young adult years, 20, 23, whatever, like, you know, this, this guy was in his early, in his 20s, I mean, it's, it's, it is pretty much too late almost. Um, it's hard to change person's mind about the world once you get to a certain level. I mean, it, you can. It, it can be done. But it will take years sometimes of clinical counseling in order to help a person understand that nobody is after you and that nobody is trying to destroy you and that your world is not over. So, I mean, yeah, we want to sing Kumbaya and we want to say all these things, but a lot of times by then it is too late. And I don't want to agree with Trump when it comes to, um, you know, let's ban all Muslims and let's, you know, stop all these people from coming over. But I do, there is a sliver that I do agree with. We need to start looking at some people who are coming over, and he, of course he was here, but, I mean, someone who's coming over who may have or could have, you know, tendencies that could be detrimental to uh, uh, the people in America because they don't like us for good reason in a lot of instances. You know, some of the things that Piante, um, if I'm saying his name correctly, touched on. I mean, these people, they really don't like us, and and there is a reason for that. Uh, America is pretty much hypocritical when it comes to their policies and the things that they do, because a lot of the things that America does is not based on, oh, let's protect protect everybody and, and build a democracy. It is built on capitalism, and I'm coming right. here. And the only reason why we were in Afghanistan in the first place is because of the oil, and because of the the pipe ranges. And 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 you know we talk about Saudi Arabia. Well, they have they own the oil, and that's why they're fine. They don't give a shit. They're good. Because we're good with them, so we're friends, you know, because we both have the same objectives. But um, that doesn't make for a very good person who is uh, lower economic and who's trying to make sense of their life and the world around them, and they don't have the resources to do so or the support to do so. And maybe what could have stopped this young man from doing this was a look from his father to say, I love you no matter what you are, no matter what you decide to be, no matter um, who you decide to love or not love or whatever. Be who you are, and no matter what, we will always love you and be there for you. Sometimes that's all a person needs to hear. That's it. You know, they just need to hear that somebody gives a fuck about them, not people in the society and the whole community, but mom, dad, sister, brother, friend, that you know, I care about you, and I don't want you to destroy yourself. You know, and they need to believe it. But if we don't hear that and we don't believe it, then we become self-destructive and we take other people out because nobody cares about me. So why should I care about them? And it is so sad when it it comes back to something as simple as as, as that. And I really do think in this situation, it really was as simple as that, simple as someone just saying, I love you. And we're not even talking about terrorists who are built on 
destruction. And and I think uh, Eminem said something about how can you kill all these people when you all you just need to do is fuck and, and drink. Well, in in Islam, you don't fucking drink because you know you don't drink. Number one and number two, um, a million beautiful virgins are waiting for you on the other side. That's the propaganda that they tell these young boys. Um, who are probably still virgins themselves or, you know, they don't even understand who they are. All they know is at some point I'm going to have sex with beautiful women. <laughs> and, and obviously it's not going to be in this lifetime because I'm under this restrict rule. So when I die, I'm going to have everything I want. So, I mean, and that's horrible for them to believe that because that's not really what life is really about. But that's right. what they tell them as far as religion and religion is used in many cultures to control and to make people do what they, quote-unquote, want them to do. So, I mean, there's so many things you can you can take off of this, and, and you know, we talk about guns, and you talk about religion, and you talk about just, you know, uh, homophobia and community. There's so many things you can take off of this, because there's just so many facets. There's not one thing. There's just so many things that leads to a person breaking down and becoming this one thing, it, it reminds, you know, it makes me think of the movie Falling Down. I don't know if anyone has ever seen that movie with, um, uh, who was that, uh, Michael? Uh, it's Falling Down? Yeah. Yes, yeah, called Falling Down. Um, and I got to think of his name afterwards because it's going to be, like, ridiculous, you know. But anyway, um, just look that up. Falling Down is a really good movie about how a man goes from, seemingly goes from a perfectly okay person to to killing. And actually there was some... Oh, uh, Michael Douglas. Thank you, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Um, to so many facets. It's a very good movie. But it, it, it just says, and what Eminem was speaking to, is that it, it is so many things that brings a person to a level of destruction. It does need to be looked at. And this is something we don't look at in this country. We don't look at what turns a person into this, except for 48 hours and what's interesting on TV. So there's so many levels to it. And it's not just a person who is insane or crazy and just, this is just this one person because he was insane. This is, your, this is the person you're probably sleeping next to, to a lesser degree, you know, or the person you're sitting next to in, in your work or whatever, or you. You know, what would it take for you to snap? <laughs> so maybe it's your kids dying or being destroyed, or maybe it's, you know, different things. You know, Man, we I all are at that point. So, but anyway, um, very good, very good show, and um, I look forward to next week. All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. Excellent comments, everyone. Everybody did a great job. Um, give all of you a round of applause. Great having Yorkie back on to give us two cents. And so uh, the show can be heard every Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Current events and relationships on Tuesdays, sports on Wednesdays. And you can go to talktoq.com to get more information on upcoming shows. Sign up for my newsletter. That way you'll get an email letting you know that there's a show about to occur. My um, thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a sponsor as well as um, my other sponsor, 
realweightoff.com, realweightoff.com. And the Crystal Show is back. So be sure to check out Kemp's perspective. Um, Eminem, I I started laughing at the beginning of the, your latest Pimp's perspective when you started out with the little good morning to you. I don't know why that was so funny to me, man. Yeah, that was but, uh, original stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but that cracked me up. That and, and the footstool in the bathroom style. But uh, <laughs> Crystal, your latest podcast is in my podcast aggregator, so I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm pretty sure I will in the morning because I normally. Listen when I get ready for work, so I'll check it out. Um, it should you. be there waiting on me. And so, everyone, have a great night. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?